All right, man. Good day, good day. This is Dave Villa, and welcome to Game Changer Salescast. And uh, it is, what, our fourth Monday? Is this our fourth Monday? Fourth Monday, man. And uh, what an incredible feedback you guys have been given. Thank you, first of all, for listening and uh, for giving me the honor to uh, step into uh, wherever you are at 12 Eastern, whether you're on your lunch break, um, maybe if you're on a specific time, I guess you're probably just maybe using this as a sales meeting or maybe as a way to get started via your day or somewhere in between. Um, I am extremely excited to have our guest that's going to be coming on in just a couple of minutes. Um, we have Bailey Martindale. She is the director of sales and marketing uh, for BPO Fusion, BPO Services out of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm extremely excited to talk to her. We're going to be talking today about um, this is a sales cast. You know, what, what a cool name, Lou. I got to be honest with you, man. What, you know, this podcast, you know, the, the, <laughs> but this is a sales cast, man. We're casting sales. You know what I'm saying? We're casting some sales gems. And today we're going to be talking to Bailey, who is a game changer uh, in the arena of sales. And it's a tough gig. Look, if you're looking for something easy to do, I would suggest that you get out of sales. Would that be fair? If you're looking for something easy to do, then get out of sales. But here's the deal, man. Salespeople are in the, they're among the highest paid of all professions in the world. So if you're looking for something easy to do, I would suggest finding a ditch to dig or finding something else to do with your time. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're looking for a challenge, if you think you have what it takes, then sales could be a place where you could make more money than anyone else and you could have a life of freedom. And that's why I like sales, man. I like seeing people succeed and reach their potential, unlocking their talent. You know, it's crazy. I'm of, of the persuasion that, you know, that the cemetery is full of people who had talent, Lou, full of people that had potential, unlocked potential and unreached talent. So I say that talent doesn't matter and potential won't cut it. You got to get up every day and you got to get dressed. You got to get your uniform on. You got to put your freaking helmet on and you got to get in the game, the game of sales, right? So we're going to talk to Bailey about why salespeople succeed, why they fail in her career, why she has made it, why she is still going. Why didn't she give up? That's a good one, right? Uh, those of you that are in sales, I suggest and I recommend, and I would be honored if you went to SerialSalesPro.com. You may be watching this live on SerialSalesPro.com. What is that? It's, it's a training platform, and I'm not trying to plug it. It's just what it is. It's a training platform that I think if you apply it will revolutionize your sales career. But I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about why I named it Serial Sales Pro. Here's why. I can't stop selling. I didn't say I can't stop wearing cheesy plaid jackets with slick hair and shiny shoe, baby. I didn't say I can't stop doing what everybody that views sales as negative can't stop doing. I can't stop selling. If I believe in something, I'm passionate about it. If I'm passionate about it, I'm going to sell it. We talked this morning for a few minutes, and we're going to get into this discussion in just a couple minutes with Bailey. We discussed in our sales meeting this morning, we discussed... Um, what incompetent salespeople do and the fact that people hate incompetent salespeople. And, 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 and I know this hates a strong word, but you got to understand if you walk as a salesperson into a company and the CEO of that company is ducking you, if you as a salesperson announce yourself as such in the dealership showroom that you work in and the person that's there doesn't realize you're in sales and once they find out, they make a beeline for the door, it might just be because they've had an experience with an incompetent salesperson and they hate incompetency. Do you understand that? I hate being sold by an incompetent salesperson. I love, however, being sold. And the fact of the matter is 
sales makes the world go around. And if you don't believe that, let's just take away every salesperson in the world. I don't believe products sell themselves. I believe they're sold by people who believe in the products. And there's a need that meets a, 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 a problem that meets a solution. And if you have that, then you have a sale. But you need salespeople to point that out. So if you think the salespeople aren't necessary, try living in an economy without salespeople. However, incompetent salespeople are despised. I believe that with everything in me. So if you want to be successful in sales, stop being incompetent. Is that fair enough, guys? What do you say we bring Bailey on, huh? You guys are tired of hearing me. Let's bring Bailey on. Again, guys, I want to thank Bailey Martindale. She is the Director of Sales and Marketing for Fusion BPO Services. And I'm extremely excited to get a chance to finally talk to her um, and been following her for a while. And I think maybe her, me and uh, Bailey, thank you so much. I know it's um, only, I think, eight o'clock, right? Is it eight o'clock or nine o'clock where you are? No, it's actually 10. 10 o'clock. I was close. I was close. Eight, nine, 10. <laughs> at, least I, at, least, at least it comes in order. So, well, thanks for taking, <laughs> thanks for taking a few minutes to, uh, to join me on the Game Changer Salescast. Um, I want to kind of dive right into a couple of things. This morning in our sales meeting, um, something that's kind of been on my mind uh, preparing for this, this sales cast today was um, the, the incompetency of <clears throat> many, many salespeople that are in the market today. I don't care what you're selling. If you're selling a widget, you're selling technology, you're selling a device, you're selling marketing services, what have you. The, the world is full of incompetent people that are in sales. And, and I use strong language this morning. And I want to see what your thought is on this. I said that people hate incompetent salespeople. And I mentioned uh, in, in, in the opening that you have, you have CEOs that duck, you know, and I do this myself. If somebody comes in and, and I'm so in, in used to incompetent salespeople, I duck people. I avoid someone. But if somebody's strong and somebody is referred to me and if somebody's confident, not incompetent, then I may just listen to them. Do you have an opinion on this? As you're directing sales, I definitely do, and I think um, there's an approach to. I mean, I typically go after CEOs, CFOs, CTOs, CMOs because they're going to be my ultimate decision maker usually. Um, and so you have to figure out how to navigate that. And so many salespeople are. I don't know how many incompetent emails I get where salespeople have no idea what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pitching a product to me that I would have absolutely no use for. And I'm like, they're literally not doing any research whatsoever. They're not strategic about their approach in any way. Um, it, it's really mind-boggling, actually. You know, it's funny. You mentioned, so you're, you specifically sell to C-level executives, it sounds like, and, and, and true decision makers of, in, in that caliber. And so l- let me talk about that for a second, the importance of, um, of researching, the importance. And one of the points that I made this morning in going down to, 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 to losing the incompetency is to listen, is to know your product. I mean, in my, in my studies over the last decade, um, especially Harvard Business Review says the number one reason someone buys from anyone is they know their product. And the number two reason they buy is you know, as a salesperson, your product. And I think that that is the basic of supply and demand. I mean, you know their product, you know yours, and there's a, there's a need for them to meet. So, you know, why do you think salespeople, Bailey, then don't do that? I mean, is it that they rely on, they think they're so gifted that, hey, I'm, I'm just so gifted, I'm so talented, I'm, I'm such a great talker and a communicator that I really don't need to prepare? Is that what it is? Is it laziness? I mean, there's, there's so many people... That, that, that fall into this category, and you and I both have seen them, we've hired them, we've trained them, and we've fired them over the years. Why do you think this is such that plagues the sales industry? I think it's a combination of things. I think there is this like 
hustle, push, push, push mindset in so many companies. Um, there's a lack of training in so many companies. There's not development happening. I mean, sales teams are probably the, one of the most underdeveloped teams in in the industry. Um, there's not consistent ongoing coaching. So I feel like they're not really molded into a competent sales rep. Um, when you look at these sales reps, they're just pushing, pushing, pushing because they have someone beating down their neck all day long. Mm-hmm. So instead of teaching them to be strategic and consultative and, you know, kind of that, we're in this, we're coming out of like kind of that telemarketing sales push mm-hmm. to where you used to just pick up a phone and dial through this whole list, try to push your product, and you're going to convert at a decent rate, especially when telesales first took off. Well, that's ending now because everyone has kind of overridden that horse for so long. Um, they're having to get back to kind of that madman era of really connecting, consultative selling, um, just very strategic. Hmm. That's a, gr- that's a great point. Let me, let me kind of delve into that, and I want to ask you, I want to challenge you on that a little bit, just kind of get your, your, you, know, you to further maybe um, your opinion on that. Let me ask you this, and I, and I understand what you're saying, and I tend to agree with you from a fact standpoint that, that less people are, are doing that, and um, there is definitely a 100% need for improvement on listening skills, research, knowing your audience, you know, going in at a more targeted and strategic approach, obviously. And I think that's always been, in some ways, what separated the, the great from the average or the pro from the amateur. But let me ask you a question to see, you know, um, do you feel, though, that that also creates an opportunity or because of a void for someone who is extremely motivated, extremely talented, maybe does a lot of their P's and Q's and does what it, they need to do, so that creates more of a void. Maybe they go, hey, you know what, there's less people making phone calls, so if I can, if I can make the phone call and hustle and work really hard – on top of just really balancing out some of the, uh, you know, some of the strategies that I need, is does that give them an unfair advantage? Talk about that for a minute. Uh, no, I mean, I think the phone is a necessity. My old coworker, Blake Harbour, he recently put out an amazing article um, because you know there's this ongoing debate of kind of the end of the cold call. I think that a cold call or a phone call in general is a very strategic tool in your bag of tricks, but I feel like it's not necessarily the best first step, but I think it's an important step because so few are actually calling and connecting with their decision makers now. I mean, how many emails do you get a day or a week? I mean, I personally, I probably 10 to 15 a day of just mm-hmm. random sales reps giving me something. Yeah. Um, and how often do you actually read those? I don't, I typically don't read them, especially because most of them are awful. They're not well written. They're poorly communicated. Um, it's just like a canned email over and over and over again. Um, and that's another thing. I think that the rest that really know how to use this bag of like tricks, they are going to use the phone. They're going to do the research. They're going to be well-spoken. They're going to be well-versed. They're going to know how to approach, um, kind of their decision maker. And then they're also going to craft like some very unique original messages to these people. That's what I don't see that very often. I, I actually, I think that's very well said. Um, and, you know, I agree with you. And matter of fact, I've often said, you know, I mean, I, I have an Apple product. So I've often said that I, you know, since since the, um, I guess the email, you know, prominence of email blast daily, the junk emails like you're speaking of and 
consistently getting that, I've developed a movement that probably eight years ago I didn't have, and that is the swipe every morning with the thumb, you know, and it's like you kind of can see the first couple of lines, you don't recognize the name, you know, it's an emo, and, you know, and, uh, and so I agree with you, and I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of them there. I think it's a sign of laziness, and I think it's also a sign, I, again, I'm going back to this word I used this, this morning, and it hit me, you know, because every, every training I do typically is, is, is exactly the same. And what I mean by that is it comes down to not much of a, a revelation. I think that the basics have a lot to do with the success and failure of sales and whether or not we do those. So, you know, the title may be a little different, but I was thinking of the word incompetent, you know, over the weekend. And that's what hit me. And again, I went through, I think, you know, 12 or 13 things that incompetent salespeople do that competent salespeople, you know, don't do. And there's the difference. And, um, so one of the things, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, you said a mentor or somebody that you, you knew said something about the phone being dead. I wonder if that's a sign and, and no disrespect to this person, but I mean, I've heard that a lot. I wonder if that's a sign right. of, of, you know, somebody not knowing how to do it, a lack of training and a lack of passing down a skill set. Um, and so I think a lot of times when someone doesn't know how to effectively do something or train somebody to do something, they may stay away from it and or make fun of it and call it dead. However, I know it's not dead. Um, so you make a great point. So I think that um, it's strategic. And I think that uh, I think that if someone can learn how to do it, what's your thoughts on uh, what's your thoughts on the first step? What do you think an important first step for a salesperson to do to begin the engagement process? Give me a couple of tips that Bailey Martindale uses and, and trains her team, if you don't mind me asking. Sure. So I'm big on creating your own personal brand. I think so many sales reps are you know, expecting the marketing team to really create this marketing collateral that they can use to push out. And I think that we should be as focused as salespeople on our personal brand as we should on you know, our company brand, our company experience. We need to have a good customer experience as well. And so coming from, I have a degree in strategic communication with an emphasis in PR. And so my approach to this is probably a little bit different because I do a lot of really good report building. Um, so maybe I seek them out on LinkedIn. Um, I find a mutual connection. I, you know, maybe give them some accolades or bring up a common interest. And then over time, I'm sharing things with them. I'm commenting on things that they're sharing on LinkedIn or on Twitter, I'm, you know, just building that relationship. I tend to write personalized um, handwritten cards, which mm-hmm. people love because yep. no one does that anymore. Um, that's something that I hear consistently that people love. Um, so just little things like that. I mean, asking questions, learning about them. And one of my favorite things is starting a conversation or a cold email with nothing sales-related. So one of my best emails ever was right after the Cavs beat Golden State um, just recently. And I said, were you as surprised by the Cavs when as I was? That was my title. And then I went, I was selling a coaching product. And so I basically went into, you know, talking about were they underdeveloped, were they not prepared, like, you know, just listed all these things out. And then I tied our product in at the end and said, hey, I'd love to catch up with you. Um, and the response rate was astounding with that email because people were like, you didn't just pitch me something. You actually made it relevant. You tied it into something we're all talking about. So I think that's something that's really important for sales reps to focus on as well. 
I, I love that. And and so what I hear being a person of uh, a sales trainer and, and a salesperson for a long time, I hear somebody who understands this is about people, you know, and I think that that's a really important thing. Again, you know, um, it's interesting. My grandmother, you know, God rest her soul, told me when I was growing up all my life, make sure you write thank you cards you know, for someone who gets you a gift. And, you know, it's funny that my grandmother who died in 2006 at 89, so she would be, uh, you know, what, 100 years old now, you know, came up with this philosophy or did this philosophy or passed this philosophy down to me that you seem to be using. It's obviously someone who's younger than I am. And it's funny because that's not something that's revelatory. That's something that is human driven. And I think that salespeople will be wise to pick this up, that you're starting dialogue and conversations, whether it's through email you know, saying, hey, you know, let's talk about a game. You know, you're, you're, you're developing rapport. And, and I think that some of these things have never changed. It's just utilizing today's methods of communication, you know, to, to do the same thing that a caveman would have done by picking up, you know, his hands and went, hey, you know, and yelling across the, 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 the caves. <laughs> that's kind of a weird. But, I mean, so to me, that's, that's nothing new, right? That's something that, that, that is smart. And so to me, that's right. what I'm talking about. So you've come across as a competent salesperson because you're willing to understand this is about people. And we have a couple of minutes here. Um, so give me your closing remarks on, on, on the fact that sales is about people because obviously you picked up on that and you're doing a great job at that. It definitely is. And I think you have to learn how to be service-oriented as well as consultative because they are people. And so... The more you're willing to reach out and collaborate and connect with others and pass on information, the more likely they are to trust you, to see you as a thought leader, to see you as relevant, to want to do business with you. And so I think it's really important for anyone in sales to really learn how to engage with people if they're not now and you know, figure out how, how, they, how to make it theirs, so how to create their personal brand and connecting with others. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you a question. If somebody's watching now that's in sales, that's looking for a really, really good place to go work and uh, make some money, and uh, are you looking for good people? So we are. We're always looking for good people. I think we're kind of um, a fork in the road right now. We are a global organization of about 2,500 employees, mm -hmm. and we're doing a lot of soul searching, so to speak, right now to figure out like what our, what our direction is going to be from this point forward. So um, if there's some awesome salespeople out there, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Well, your contact information is on the screen, and uh, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, especially on a Monday, uh, beginning of the month, to hang out with us here for a few minutes on the Game Changer Salescast. And uh, I just look forward, to, uh, look forward to following you further and uh, hearing more great things about what you're doing there. Thank you so much, Bailey. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great month and great week. Thanks. You too. That was Bailey Martindale, and uh, man, what an awesome concept. We're going to take your comments. If you guys can send me comments, any comments off of Facebook Live, we're going to, I want to hear from you guys now. We have uh, 10 minutes left on the show. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about the fact that incompetency is, is ruining the day for salespeople that have something to say. So what does that make you have to do? I mean, you, ha you heard Bailey. It's about people. She's, listen, listen, I don't, it's not about the latest tech technologically advanced tool that's out there, and that may be great, and it may be something you need to use, but she's making a difference writing thank you cards. She's making a difference putting an email together, okay, that doesn't talk about your product, that, that gets into the person. So let's talk about that for a second and the competency that needs to show back up in the profession of sales. Do you want to be successful in sales? I do. 
right? If you want to be successful in sales, are you tired of beating your head against the wall? Then stop. <laughs> then stop, right? Because if you have a product that's worth its salt, that solves a legitimate problem of your potential customer, then you should have no problem connecting the dots. There's a problem, there's a solution. So where's the problem? I think the problem could be in the fact that there's incompetent salespeople out there. They don't listen. They don't investigate. They don't do research. They don't gather intelligence, right? They do all these things wrong. I've done it. I'm not chastising anybody. I'm saying it's time to stop, right? Let's get better. Hey, listen, um, Bailey talked about training. She talked about the phone. What's your opinion on the phone? I'm going to tell you my opinion on utilizing the phone is one of this. I believe that if you can use the phone, then you can be in the top 10% of all sales success. 90% of the people out there do not know how to use the phone properly. That's why you have people spewing out nonsense. Listen to me. It's nonsense. If you disagree with me, please debate me on this. It's nonsense if you say the phone's dead because I can show you I can show you the amount of money that's being made right now at this organization with the phone. It's not dead. It's fully alive. But if, you, if you're if you not utilizing the phone and you want to know how to use the phone, then I suggest you go to SerialSalesPro.com and let me train you how to do it. Listen, I've got something as low as $99 that will help you revolutionize how to use the phone. So, yeah, I'm making a plug. Go to SerialSalesPro.com and you buy how to own the phone. That's, what it, that's where it's at right now. If you're a company and you want your guys... I was talking to an organization up in Virginia the other day that um, has been around us uh, indirectly through uh, one of our sales directors, and uh, they're putting together an inside sales team in the IT field. And they contacted us about not only purchasing our academy on how to learn how to sell on the phone, okay? We do, we'll do $15 million on the phone this year, all on the phone, in one category, in one product. So not only are they contact us and they're going to purchase this for their salespeople, but they're also going to send someone down to shadow. And uh, so the phone is something that's incredibly, incredibly strong. So let me ask this question. Maybe you guys can help me with this. What do you think? How do you think that you can come across on the phone where you're missing the face-to-face? You're missing the ability to smell somebody. You're missing the ability to touch somebody physically. You're missing every one of these things. You can only see them and hear them, right? I'm sorry, you can only hear them. You're missing the sight aspect of it. How do you engage with someone over the phone? Give me your opinion. If you're on Facebook, I'd like to hear it. And if you have a great comment, then I may read it. In the last few minutes, you guys let me know. How do you engage with somebody over the phone when, when it's all you have? When all you have is the phone, what's the first thing you need to do to make sure you take those walls down of all the senses being, being absent? That's a great question, right? I do it every day. Our guys do it every day. And... Uh, so let's see here. Um, somebody would say, somebody would say, okay, that you, you have these senses, so you have to begin to develop a relationship over the phone, begin to um, question over the phone, begin to take the guard down by building a rapport. That's a great point. So let's discuss that for a second. Um, there's a difference in, in attention and engagement. If you're looking at somebody and somebody calls your name from the opposite side of the room, right? You're going to look over because they got your what? Your attention. But that's not going to cause them to engage with you. How many times have you looked over and maybe because your attention span isn't very long, you're talking to somebody and as they're talking, you're beginning to lose attention. They lost your attention. So it's important, right, to not only gain someone's attention, but then quickly engage with that customer, that potential prospect so that you can turn the intention into full-on engagement. That's a great point. That's a great point. 
Uh, we want to hear your questions. If you'd like to be a guest on Game Changer, man, reach out to us, and uh, we'd like to get you on our show and uh, discuss. Um, we can discuss any relevant sales topic. We'd like to discuss closing. We'd like to discuss opening up a call. We'd like to discuss how you TO a deal. I want to discuss how you overcome the slump. Whatever it is you want to talk about, I want to talk about with you. If you're a game changer, then we want you on the show. Um, you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to somebody this morning, and we were talking about um, you know what separates a strong salesperson from a common salesperson, and uh, we were talking about the fact that um, that in listening is is absent when it comes to the sales profession today. That that that, that people go into the call thinking that control equates me talking. Control equates me talking. I would venture to say, what do you guys think about this? I would venture to say that listening equates to control because it takes far more control for me to listen than it does for me to talk. It's easy. Right now, it's easy for me to talk. I can sit there and talk and talk and talk, but it's, it's a lot more of a control for me. Okay, I have to control myself to listen to somebody. Did you hear that? So when you think of being in control, you think of talking because you, you, know, you, you equate that to being in control. I'm going to tell you that I think just the opposite. When you listen, then you are definitely and actually then and only then are you in control. That's pretty deep, isn't it? That's pretty deep. What do you think, Lou? Pretty deep. That's deep. Deep. I like it. <laughs> um, Kenny G. Huh? It's like deep like Kenny G, you know? Deep like, <laughs> deep like Kenny G. Hey. What do you think, man? What do you think, Lou? Lou, you've been I, in sales. I've been in sales, and and I've been in in face to face sales my whole life. And I will say that once you remove that aspect of not seeing mm-hmm. the person, the hardest part is actually finding a way to connect with that person over the phone. It's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's that's the hardest part of this job. I mean, <clears throat> you can't communicate with someone and not have a a conversation with them until you find a way to connect with them. And connecting over the phone. That's that's. Let me ask you a question. It's intimidating. It, it, it's it's one of the most intimidating things in the world to pick up the phone and talk to somebody over the phone and find a way to to find and build a relationship with that person. Let me ask you this, guys. You're listening now. You heard Lewis. You heard Bailey. Bailey said that a mentor of hers, um, you know, and, and I think she said a mentor, somebody that she speaks with, and she evidently holds in in high esteem. And look, you can get things wrong sometimes and and still get most right. Okay, there's plenty of things that I'm wrong about. And we're all wrong about, but she said that this person said the phone's dead. She disagrees with this concept. Well, we know the phone is not dead, but Lewis just said it's intimidating and and, and it's, it's extremely intimidating. You listening today, weigh in on that on your comments when you comment. And, and, and again, if you watch this at a later time, comment on Facebook, comment on social media. And, and I want you to tell us how important do you think intimidation is, true intimidation is to keeping somebody off the phone from picking up that cold call. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? You're in a, let's say you let's say you sell directly to people. Let's say that whatever product you sell is you're not business to business, but you're dealing with individuals and you're calling them. Let's say that person doesn't know you. They don't have any any desire for your product at this particular point. They didn't have a budget set aside like some businesses do for your product. You're literally calling this person and they may be completely not interested in your product at this point, not even shopping, not even in the market, and you're cold calling that person. How intimidating is that? How intimidating is that? Do you think that paralyzes 
or mobilizes most salespeople? That's a great question, isn't it? Does it mobilize you or does it paralyze you? I want to hear from you. Does it mobilize you or does it paralyze you? Because if you're paralyzed by it, it's totally understood. I get that. Lewis, you get that, right? I understand the whole paralyzing. You're staring at the phone not knowing what you're going to say. And the only thing that's going through your head is saying, is this person going to hang up on me or is it going to have a conversation with me? And so paralyzing causes you to do nothing. I understand that. But listen to this. So I'm not going to condemn you because I've done that. I've been, I've done that. I have sat frozen and still and was paralyzed with fear in sales. But I've also overcome that to see the flip side of that. If you allow it to mobilize you and you view it as opportunity and you can get beyond that barrier of fear, then something special can happen because you enter into a place. Listen, this isn't like rubbish. This isn't like crap, right? This is like when you enter into a place where 95, 98%, I'm talking most people that are in the profession of sales never enter. They're afraid of it. They're intimidated by it and they're not willing to overcome it at this point. If you can venture into that side of things, I'm going to tell you right now, you, the, the sky's the limits, man. It is a sweet thing though. When you actually break through and actually get that person to build a relationship with you, it is life changing. It is. It is. And you know, and I believe that doing that allows confidence to be built. It allows it to snowball in the, in, the, in the right direction. And that snowball is just as much of importance to build a momentum and to get success going forward than anything else is. Hey, hope you guys have had a great time. I've had a wonderful time hanging out with you today. It flew by. Thank you to Bailey Martindale. And uh, don't miss next week. We have a great guest. Um, I believe Jack Kazakowski is coming on. Is that next week? It is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is next week. It's Kazakowski, right? Kazakowski. Kazakowski. Jack Kalzikowski, he is a social media guru, social selling. We're going to be discussing that with none other than, in my opinion, one of the greatest of all greats. Hey, guys, be great this week. It's a brand new month, a brand new week, a brand new day. Game changer. Salescast, baby. See you then next week.